Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. box for you to sign for? Great, just put it right there. What, uh, what is it you guys do? You don't know? Uh, know what? Of course you don't know. I guess that's the point of all this. I'm sorry, you, you lost me. We monitor and collect every unnoticed service, sacrifice, or deed that moms do for their families. Oh, please. Melissa Richardson from Franklin, Ohio, just cleaned Sam and Charlie's room. Neither will notice. What, that just happened? Uh, four minutes ago. Where did you get that information? Well, I'm not really allowed to say, but you know, here and there. Okay. <laughs> comes another one. Ah. Sarah Pfeiffer from Long Beach, California just made her 100th lunch in a row without a thank you, Mom. Oh. Haley Cobb from Jefferson, Texas just did her daughter's forgotten chore milking the goat. Gross. And last but not least, Jennifer Wright cleaned the whole house top to bottom and her husband didn't notice. Oh, and we have video. You have video? Check it out. Hey, babe. Hey. How was your day? Pretty busy. Oh, yeah? What do you think? What do I think about what? Hang on, I gotta get this. McGuire! <laughs> hey, man. He didn't even notice. So, do you do this for dads as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, Just it's just a smaller division. Dads don't do good things for their kids? Oh, no, 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 they do lots of good things. It's just moms do an exorbitant amount of unnoticed things. So, how many people do what you do? Well, this office has three shifts, eight hours of shifts, so three of us. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's it. So you probably run into a lot of unnoticed acts. And that's just this office. There are over 5,000 offices worldwide doing exactly what we do. They just keep coming in today. <laughs> Treated and bandaged to skin knee. We see this one a lot. It's unbelievable. I wonder if any of my moms are in there. What's your full name? Akron Lanier Watts. A-K-R-O-N? Yeah. Wow, looks like your mom's got a lot in there. Really? Yeah, typical stuff. Doing lots of laundry, cooking, cleaning. And your mom worked part-time. She did. Well, it looks like. Wow. What? Your mom also prayed for you. She prayed for me. A lot. Oh. Looks like you picked a good mom. Yeah, yeah, I picked it. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here. You guys came to the right service. We couldn't get that video to work for a service, so you guys yeah. are the lucky ones. It's my wife, Rose. None of her good deeds go unnoticed, though, I must just say. Yeah. Not in our household. It doesn't happen too often. <laughs> Not every day, maybe. Yeah, anyway, just, so, yeah. hey, we have a gift bag for all the moms. Happy Mother's Day out there. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, what's, in the, what's in here so they know what they're getting? Oh, we have a small birdhouse. It's really cute. I almost bought one for myself. And there's a small sign that says, rise up and pray. There's a journal with pens, a mug, a candle, and a note with something special inside. There's a gift card in there. So, yeah. You can take your husbands out, take your kids out. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, guys. Yeah. Father's Day is coming. All right. But today, today it's all about the women in our lives. So get your tickets out. Go ahead and pull the lucky winner. All right. You want to read it? Oh, now you're asking a lot. Five, nine, four, zero. <clears throat> Five, three. Oh, my goodness. Yay. All right, Yay. Yay. Come up Come here again. Grab it. <laughs> you did the today. things your son has put you through Happy recently, you deserve that. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. All right. And so um, what we want to do... Here at Lighthouse, Mother's Day is really Women's Day. Uh, we do have, hopefully you guys got some coffee and drinks on the way in, but we do have some uh, dessert, like a chocolate, what is it? Like a chocolate something. It's a brownie, delight, delight dessert, dessert thing. And I think we have enough guys that if you let your the woman in your life go first, then you might get the leftovers. I think we have plenty uh, yeah, to service, so... We'll take it all and eat it after service. I'm excited. <laughs> I see some guys just super excited yeah. who are here for a service talk and then <laughs> couldn't have it. So, um, but we, what we want to do is we want to pray for and bless all the women uh, here. So if you guys would all stand, all the women, please stand up. Ladies, Ladies young girls, females. Yeah, all females. Don't have to be a mom. And we want to pray for you. And guys sitting around, if you would, if you're close by, put a hand on a shoulder or just kind of lean towards them, you know, give a hand out towards them. Uh, but let's pray. So, Father, we come to you and just thank you for the women in our lives, God. They are a blessing, and they are a blessing to us. Lord, I, I'm just reminded of the scripture in Genesis. After you had made man, you looked at us and said, man, he's sorry by himself. <laughs> It just, he just said, it's not good for man to be alone. That's right. And so you designed women perfectly to complement and to help and to, to be our better half here on this planet, God. Mm -hmm. So I just thank you for all the women that are here today. Lord, I pray that you would bless them tremendously, Lord, on this day. Whether they're moms or not, God, I pray that you would bless them today. God, I pray that they would know that they are noticed. That's right that everything that seems to go unnoticed is actually not unnoticed by you. It's all seen by you. And you care and you love and you value everything 
that they do. You see it all. So God, I thank you that you love each person that is standing. Yes, God. And God, I thank you. This came to me first service. God, I thank you that we're not an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Even though we were created after Adam, we were not an afterthought. It was because we were needed and we were wanted. So God, I pray that over each woman that they would know that they are needed and wanted and that they were intentionally created by you. So God, I pray a blessing on all the moms for all that they do to care for. Some of them are caring for newborns. Some are caring for toddlers. Some are dealing with teenagers and uh, some empty nesters even, Father. I pray that you bless them in every stage of motherhood. I pray for all of the grandmas here, Father. I pray that you would bless them as well. Bless the stepmoms, God, as uh, it's, a, it's a difficult um, situation to be a stepmom, Lord, and it takes more grace and patience than uh, even other situations, Lord. So I pray that you would bless all the stepmoms. And Lord, I pray for all of the, the moms who have lost uh, a young one, whether it was uh, a miscarriage or just a, a young child or even an adult child, Lord, I pray that you would heal their hearts today. Bless them, Father. And Lord, I do pray for all of the future moms too. Mm. Bless them, God. Uh, as they may, they may be looking forward with anticipation, Lord, but I pray that you would give them patience uh, in the waiting. So Lord, bless all the women in our lives today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. So fun. (laughs) To the ladies. (laughs) Hey, so that video, I wanted to highlight a couple things in it. He said that mom cleaned Sam's room. I'm sure it wasn't the first time. She made her child's lunch for the hundredth time. (laughs) I'm sure moms can understand that. Did daughter's forgotten chores and cleaned and the husband didn't notice. And she prayed for him. Those are all things that moms just do. Just because that's who we are. We just do it without even thinking about it sometimes. But this morning, I don't want to talk to just moms. So men, don't check out. This is for you too. Okay? Hone in. Because we all have times in our lives when we feel unnoticed or unappreciated or not valued. For moms, it's easy to point out, it's easy to talk about, but I think for men, it's also, you know, you go to work, you provide for your family, and that goes unnoticed many, many times. So thank you for doing that, too. We all long to be loved and appreciated and valued. Mother Teresa said, there is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than for bread. I think so many times we prefer knowing that we're important, that we're seen, aside from having a buffet of food. 
we would rather know that we're valued. And the truth is, is that God sees it all. All of it. Even when nobody else notices, God does. God notices. Today we're going to talk about a woman, Hagar, who was, she lived a life of not being seen. And I think probably not heard as well. She was a slave girl, an Egyptian slave girl to Abram and Sarai. And um, the life of a slave is not easy because you basically you're taken advantage of. A lot of things that you do go unnoticed. She's essentially a nobody in the household. No one pays attention unless they want something from her whether they want a pot scrubbed, a floor scrubbed, something done for them, an errand run. But also, in the culture back then, a slave girl was also used for her body. Like Abram and Sarah couldn't have children, and Sarah really wanted a child, so she asked Hagar, the slave girl, to sleep with her husband so she could have a child for her. It's really hard to wrap our minds around that, but that was the culture back then. That's what they did. So Hagar gets pregnant by Abram, and Sarai turns jealous and ugly and mean towards Hagar. And I'm guessing that Hagar and Sarai's relationship was not healthy even before she got pregnant. What that looked like, I don't know. Um, But the fact that she turned into this jealous woman and was mean to Hagar um, says a lot. And to the point where Hagar runs away. She was probably emotionally and mentally abused so much that she's like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to deal with this. I don't have to put up with this, so I'm out. As a pregnant young woman. So we're going to pick up in Genesis 16, verse 6. It's a conversation between Abram and Sarai. Abram says, your slave is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, and so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was a spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant. You will give birth to a son. You shall call him. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have seen 
the one who sees me. So we're in a series called Divine Identity, Knowing God by His Names. We've talked about Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Makadesh, Jehovah Shalom, um, going through the names of God. But today we're going to talk about Elroy, another name of God, Elroy, the God who sees us. Let me take a minute to pray, and then we'll talk about a few things for you to consider. So God, I thank you that you are the God of many names. I thank you for this opportunity to study who you are, to talk about who you are, and to get to know you. God, I pray that you would use my voice to speak your truth. God, that your truth would be healing, that your truth would transform minds and transform hearts this morning, Lord. God, I pray that I would get out of the way and that you would just come in and speak, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first point, we should trust the God who sees us because he cares about the details of our life. Verses 6 through 7 says, Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. Then jumping down to 11, the angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall call him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. Notice the details in there. It says, Sarai mistreated Hagar. And then the angel found her next to a spring by the road that goes to shore. There's details in there. And then, going on, the Lord knew she was pregnant with a son. I think so many times we miss the details. The Lord wanted to know, wanted us to know, he sees the details. He didn't have to say that she was near a spring by the desert beside the road. But he sees that, and he knows that. And he knew she was going to have a son. The Lord put, us, put it in us to want to be noticed. We all have an inner struggle of wanting that because he put that in us. Moms, we already talked about that a little bit. There's hundreds of things that we do that go unnoticed. Husbands and fathers, sometimes you feel like, oh, I just bring the paycheck home. Nobody really knows what I do. <laughs> I'm just the one who brings the paycheck home. God sees you. He knows. Children who feel like they're not seen, they're not heard, that they're not cared for because of who they are. God sees you. Teenagers who are convinced that no one cares what they think. They just want to be heard. 
Teenagers just want to be heard. When my kids were teenagers, the best time to have conversations was at bedtime. So I don't care what time <laughs> your teenager wants to talk to you. This is just a side note. But I don't care what time your teenager wants to talk to you. Listen. Just listen. Hear what they have to say. I don't care if it's 1 AM. Take time to listen to your teenager. I've had some late nights as a mom, <laughs> but it's worth it. There's young adults who are trying to figure out how they fit into this world. Single parents who are just trying to keep their heads above water, feeling like they're drowning sometimes. Then there's elderly who feel like they're forgotten. We all know someone in these categories, in all of these categories. And we may be one of these people. Do you know that God sees you where you are? No matter what is going on in your life, no matter your situation, good, bad, ugly, God sees it. He knows it. A couple examples in my life. So a couple months ago, actually four months ago now, uh, my dad was in the hospital uh, fighting COVID. And it got to the point where he was in for 14 days and he was put on a ventilator. And within 24 hours, we had to make a decision as a family whether we were going to try new things or we were going to let him go see Jesus. So that Sunday morning, we, luckily we weren't even scheduled to be here, but we had a family meeting that Sunday afternoon and um, we had to make a decision as a family what we were going to do. And it was really hard. When you get to that point, <laughs> it's just a really hard decision. So there were tears, there was conversation, we prayed together, and as we're trying to get through this, my niece looks out the window and she sees three cardinals. And it was like the Lord was saying, I see you. I see what is happening, and I know that it's hard. I get it. The Lord saw what was happening. And that brought comfort to us as a family, that the Lord saw us. Last Monday, I was going on a walk. I went to the park and started going on a walk, having conversation with the Lord and um, trying to work some things out <laughs> in one area of my life. And and he says, I want you to go deeper with me in this part of your life. I said, mm, that's a hard one. And he said, there are benefits for you at the end of this if you choose to do it. 
And I said, mm, not sure. And that's my relationship with him. <laughs> um, so a minute later, I'm, wa- I'm walking on the trail. A minute later, there's two cardinals on the trail in front of me. I said, okay, I see that. And a minute later, there's another cardinal on the trail in front of me. And the Lord made it very clear to me, I see you. I know I'm asking you to do a hard thing. But know that I know that it's hard and I see you. That was comforting for me. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I'll do it. How does the Lord speak to you? How does he let you know that he sees you? For me, it's nature. Sometimes words. But he wanted me to know, and he wants you to know, that you are not forgotten. He sees you, and he hears you. Your next feeling is, we are never invisible to God. We are never invisible to him. He wants you to know that you're seen. We all want to be seen, right? But there's a challenge that comes with it, and the challenge is, do we believe it? We can know it up here in our minds, but do we really believe it in our hearts? There's a difference. Do we believe that he's noticing us all the time? How do we get past that? Well, first of all, the Bible says it (laughs) multiple times. Just like Adam and Eve, he saw Adam and Eve from the beginning. He saw Abram and Sarai. There's story after story after story, example after example, where God acknowledges people. He values people. He notices them. He pays attention to them. And so if the Bible says it, it's true. Another way we can get to the point of believing it is we get to know God. In this series, it's about getting to know him. It's about getting to know his character and who he is. We've talked about Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Makadesh, who makes us holy, and Jehovah Shalom, who brings us peace. And the thing is, is that if God wouldn't see us, would he know what to provide for us? If he didn't see us, would he know what area of our lives need to be made holy or that need peace? Jehovah Shalom. They all tie together because it's God. It's who he is. It's because he sees us that he knows what we need. So we need to get to know him. Your next fill-in is, the more we get to know God, 
the easier it is to believe that he sees us. So do what you need to do to get to know him. So point one is he cares about the details of our lives. Point two is we should trust the God who sees us because he knows the bigger picture. Verses 9 and 10, Then the angel of the Lord told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The Lord, (laughs) he knew years down the road how many descendants she was going to have. Too many to count. He was in her past and her future and in the middle as well. He sees the bigger picture. He also knew that he was asking Hagar to do a hard thing, to go back to her mistress. He knew that was hard, but he also knew that he was already working on that situation. Hagar couldn't see that, but the Lord knew that he was working on that situation so that it would be safe for her to go back and that he was going to be with her in it. It's hard for us to comprehend that, (laughs) that he sees the beginning, the end. He sees it all. It's like a mosaic. We see a mosaic is a big picture made up of smaller pictures. And too many times in our humanness, all we see is this part of the picture. We only see today or yesterday. We have plans for tomorrow, we have plans for this week, but we only see this small portion where God sees it all. So in this mosaic, we have all these little flowers. Can you put that up, Skip? It's made up all these little flowers. So many times we can only see part of the picture. But God sees the beginning and the end. And the next one is the full picture. It's all of it. And it can be a beautiful thing from beginning to end. He doesn't see just the little things. He sees it all. Psalm 139 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame is not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you formed. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in the book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast are the sum of them. He knew us before we were even formed. I like verse 16. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
He knew when you were being formed in your mother's womb, he knew that you were going to be sitting here today. That's a big God. That's the kind of God I want to notice me. The God who sees me from the beginning, even before I was conceived, he knew me. And he knows me now, and he's, he knows 10, 20, 50 years from now. That's the kind of God I want to see me, to pay attention to me. When we understand and when we believe that he sees it, all our perspective can change. In verse 13, it says, She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me, Elroy. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. The Lord showed up and he spoke truth to her. And that brought peace to her. And that brought comfort to her. And when that happens, when he shows up and he says, I see you, our perspective can change. Our perspective can line up with his. It can line up with his in a way like, okay, he's got it. He already knows what's going to happen. <laughs> and if we let him be in control of that, it's going to be okay. The Lord was asking Hagar to do a hard thing by going back to her mistress because he knew that that situation was going to be okay. John Maxwell said, your perspective will, de will determine your attitude. What's your outlook like? What's your perspective like? Hagar went back with a different attitude because she knew that the Lord was with her. Do you know that the Lord is with you and he sees your situation? He really does. When we know that and when we believe that, our perspective can change along with our attitude. I'm going to ask Clint to come up to do ministry time. So many times in our lives, um, we do feel unnoticed, right? And and, there, and it kind of shows. That's what social media is all about, right? Is being noticed. I just I just want to be noticed. There's a there's a hunger inside of each one of us just just to have someone notice us. And um, you know, as as Rose was teaching. I just kept hearing God saying, I notice you, I notice you, I notice you, to all of us. And he wants us to know that today. 
So we're actually going to do something just a little bit different. Um, we are going to have opportunity here at the end for anyone that just kind of wonders, is God seeing me lately? Has God, is God noticing what's going on in my life? And you may have felt invisible more recently. Like, I'm just not, I'm just not sure. I feel like I'm alone in this. And one of the ways that God can speak to us is he can speak through a spiritual gift called prophecy. And we actually have a prophetic team that walks in this. And so what we're going to do uh, when we close is just have the, the front be open to anyone who wants to just hear from God and just know that God sees them. Does that make sense? Making sense on that? All right. And we're just going to take some time and uh, Matt LaFree will be up here and of course we'll have our prayer team and Rose as well. But if you want to hear from God today, I just encourage you, don't walk away because God does see your situation. He knows what you're going through. And uh, we just want to take a moment and pray about that today and let God speak to you. Okay, so let's all stand. After I pray, if you've been feeling unnoticed and would like to hear from God, hear a word from God, I would encourage you to come up and let us pray for you. Okay. I'll pray a prayer of dismissal. God, I thank you for everyone that's here today. And God, I thank you that you are a God that notices us and sees us. You see the big picture, but you care about the details too. And so Lord, if there's anyone here today that's, that's feeling like they're going through this all by themselves, and maybe they are actually going through it all by themselves on this planet, Lord, I pray that they would be brave and, and come forward and hear from you because you notice them. They are not alone. You are not alone. And God wants to speak to you today. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and empower your prayer team, your prophetic team, God. Give us your words to speak to our church family. Thank you, God, for this message. Thank you that you love us. It's with honor that we call you Elroy, the God who sees us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed, but again, if you would like more prayer, come on up here and let us pray for you. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.